There, in the band of light on the horizon, in the same place as the day before, was a pockmark. No doubt about it, he was being followed. What's more, whoever was tracking him knew their business. He was obviously keeping the distance between them constant. Testing his theory risked alerting his pursuer, but he had to do it. He slowed his pace. The heat signature remained constant. He travelled during the day, braving the searing sun. The follower must have done the same. One night he galloped, pushing his horse as hard as he dared. The one who was tracking him saw, anticipated, and did likewise. There was only one thing for it. He had to abandon his mission, at least temporarily, until he could do something about whoever was stalking him. When had his pursuer picked up his trail? An experienced scout himself, Emsaf had been cautious. Right, he thought. Let's think about this. He had spotted his ghost on the fifth day of his travels, which was encouraging, because it meant that Merti and Ebe were safe. As long as whoever it was stayed well away from his home, that was good. What he needed to do now was try to flush out his stalker. Not far outside Ipu, Emsaf came upon a settlement. Traders had set up stalls and were selling oils, cloth, lentils and beans in tall jars. Many were passing through, and he managed to find one going in the direction of Thebes, offering him coin to deliver a message, with the assurance of more when the job was done. Emsaf bought provisions, but didn't linger long. Passing farmers and oxen made him think of Merti and Ebe with a pang of homesickness. He found a crossing and traversed the Nile to the western desert, drawing his pursuer, planning his next move. Two nights later, he had come across the huntsman's shelter on the plain, and decided it was the ideal spot to lie in wait. And sure enough, now his target came into view, a lone figure on horseback in the distance, emerging from the heat haze. Emsaf thanked the gods the sun was at his back, and notched the arrow, sighting the rider. He noted the same, now familiar shape of the cape, the colouring of his horse. It was time. Emsaf took a long breath, keeping his quarry sighted, holding his aim for what felt like a long time. The bow needed to be loosed before his muscles shook and his aim was spoiled. He needed to end this now. He opened the fingers of his right hand. His arrow found its mark. In the distance, the rider tumbled from his mount with a puff of dust and sand as he hit the ground. Emsaf notched another arrow and took aim, ready to fire a second time if needs be, watching the body for signs of life. None came. Chapter 2 Two weeks earlier The killer awoke at dawn, just before the rising sun streamed through the screens and put the white fire in his eyes. In a short while, his house would be warm, but as he dressed and then pulled the shawl from his bed and wrapped it around himself, he noted that a crisp chill inhabited the silence. In another room, he prepared the last of his bread and fruit, and ate slowly, deep in contemplation, clearing his mind for the task ahead. It had been a long time, but his mind and body were prepared. His blades were sharp. When the meal was finished, he made final preparations, consulting maps. A crisscross of scars on the side of his face showed in the bronze mirror he used to apply coal beneath his eyes to prevent the glare of the sun. Wood, I set, 
Horus and Anubis smile upon him, he wondered. Time would tell. Three days and nights he travelled before he came to the farmstead at Hebenu, a collection of buildings in the sand with fences for livestock and a line of washing that gleamed white. Confident he was hidden by the contours of the land, he stopped at a cluster of palm trees and tethered his mount in the shade of a tree. There he took a water skin from his pack, checked the position of the sun, and made sure to keep it at his back as he made his way forward, found a suitable dip in the desert, and then dug himself in. He covered himself with a shawl and settled in to wait. There, at the farmhouse, movement. A figure was making his, no, her way to the Sakia well. She carried a large bucket, and the killer's eyes narrowed as he saw how she walked, her motions economical, controlled. As he watched, she filled the vessel, rested it on the lip of the well.